There we are. Hello, this is John Wynn with my co-host, Billete, and this is the Doomer Bloomer podcast. Hello, Bill. Hey, guys. Hey, John. What up? Uh, this guy. Yes. It's been, uh, been a while since we've been in front of a microphone. It's been a while. Uh, when uh, you li- live in far north Canada, <laughs> there's bound to be technical difficulties. But you've also visited our brothers in the south, in uh, the Big Apple. Uh, so. Yeah, I've been down to the United States for some training for work and was there for two weeks, but it felt like eight months and uh, got sick somewhere in between. So kind of took a bit of hiatus so I could regain some health and uh, here we are, but in October. (laughs) Here we are. Our last podcast was in the beginning of September, I think, correct? Yeah, late August or September. Yeah, yeah. Well, back we're back now for our our um, our few audience members here. So, without further ado, what are the subjects we'll be talking about today, or topics? Uh, we're not professional. Uh, so. Yeah, so not a comprehensive list. But uh, may talk about the Canadian federal election uh, that's happening right now with Justin Trudeau and Andrew Scheer and the, the rest of the, the parties. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2020 and beyond, um, predictions for maybe the presidential election, uh, Trump impeachment, uh, maybe if we may be heading into a recession or not, and how you can make profit or not from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you wanted to touch on the new Joker movie that just came out and the reactions from the social justice warriors and uh, whether or not uh, it could be a bad influence on society or not. Uh, and potentially, is uh, since the 1980s, has male strength, strength been decreasing, so specifically grip strength uh, and physical masculine attributes in general. Yes, especially uh, like strength, like grip strength is supposedly one of the best ways to measure overall strength. And I uh, actually just reviewed it before we started. Uh, yeah, I went down from uh, uh, 117 pounds to 98. And that's from 1980 till now? 85, 85, yeah. And actually this study, I think it came out in 2015. Okay. Yeah. So in basically a generation is 30 years, right? Uh, yeah. 20 to 25. Yeah. 30 is like the the biggest spread. Yeah. So yeah. So a generation ago, basically is what you're saying. Yeah. And do you, do you think it's because of the, the way that we eat now? Uh, you think it's because people don't, exercise enough or we don't do as much physical labor what do you what are you what are your thoughts on that well what's interesting is that female grip strength has actually increased and supposedly it's up to 98 also it's like equal with the men i was like really so equality is a real thing 
I guess. Um, find it. I I should have read um, more into it and got prepared uh, with this, but like the the exact numbers uh, are not necessarily that important. So to find out what the reason is, I think we can't necessarily necessarily go with diet or or work or what what well, I guess they do play factors but why would like I don't think women are on average doing much more physical work than men so why would men's strength decrease and women's increase well I have a unique perspective on that because I used to do cross well, I do crossfit and you see a lot more female competitors in crossfit now okay and in terms of like what amount of weights they're lifting um yeah you know once they get to a higher echelon or level in their in their that they can lift as much or as much as an average man unless you're on the in the in the higher higher levels like they're they're lifting weight that's equal to or more than their body weight sometimes which okay. Is, which is hard to hard to hard to match with a man pound for pound, right? If you're trying to lift the same mm. amount of your body weight. Yeah. But that's a very specific well, they, they, theory, right? Yeah, for a specific exercise. Well, they say if you're able to lift your body body weight, you're considered a strong person. Like if if you're able like the bench press, right? Um mm-hmm. You're, you're strong. I mean, you're not super strong. I mean, it's not like world shattering uh, record or whatever, but you can consider yourself a fairly strong man or woman for that matter, if you're able to uh, bench your body weight. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if a woman can do something similar to that, that, that would equate to being strong in that sense. I, I've never said like I've never said myself that women can't be strong. Just on average, like men have always been stronger than women for for various reasons. But what's weird is like even if women were more at home back in those days, like um, I mean, I think they they work. I think it was more physically grueling to um, do chores all day and scrub and all that than sit at sit in an office, right? And I go to the gym myself, and I, it's not like I see uh, – the gym I go to, for in any case, and the other gyms I've been uh, to in my life, but I, re- I've, I, I either see about 50% uh, women to men uh, or more men. And most of the women are doing more cardiovascular activities then uh there's not that many women that are doing weights especially not heavy weights right so i think that i think the fact that i guess one of my theories would be just the fact that men feel so powerless and disconnected from their core selves mm-hmm. that uh, and like str- go ahead sorry well the feminine social hierarchy has been definitely reversed in the last 40 years. It could, it could be a trip mm-hmm. factor, right? Women are in the workplace well, now. They, they hold the job, jobs traditionally that were 
meant to help only by men. I'm not saying that they can't yeah. have those, but I'm just saying that because of the inclusion, which is fine, there, there may be a correlation either directly or indirectly. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Correlation may not necessarily be causation, though. I mean, yeah, but like. But I mean, even if you take the small percentage, I really think, and the more I'm thinking about it as we speak right now, I think the more it makes sense. And I'll give a um, a personal experience of mine. I remember when I was uh, younger, I wasn't even in my 20s yet. I was still a teen. Um, I, I, I was just kind of like skimming through working up, working out. You know, I, I wasn't really working. I wasn't planning on working out uh, seriously, but sometimes I'd go to the gym and, um, you know, lift a few weights. And, you know, it was kind of like dipping my toe into working out at the time. And um, I didn't have much trouble fighting. And I'd say I'd do okay uh, to whoever was my competition at the time. Um you know, streetwise, I'm not talking about like a professional competition, but I wasn't like a fighter, like an everyday fighter or anything like that. But, you know, if, if scuffle, if like a bar scuffle or something like that uh, would happen, I mean, I wouldn't shy away uh, from it either. So uh, I, I remember I had trouble lifting like 135 pounds at, at that time. And like I, I was able maybe to do like a rep or two or something like that, which is a, which is not much, right? You're talking on the bench. Yeah, bench press. Okay. Um, uh, like it, it, it was far from a, an impressive amount. You know, as someone that trains regularly two, three times a week, uh, can definitely uh, improve upon that fairly quickly. But, um. I, I, I wasn't, I mean, I, I wasn't in a healthy, um, like I was, I didn't have a healthy lifestyle. Let's just say, let's just say that. But I remember I got into a fight and the guy really deserved it. And I whooped his ass like seriously. And I went back to the gym, I think the day after that happened and that same 135 pounds that I had trouble lifting, I was able to do a full, full on, uh, full on set. Not a problem. I was like, like I, 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 I was legitimately endurance wise and just like strength wise a lot stronger just by having that fight and and uh, coming out on top of that. And I think, and it's proven, and it's actually proven, uh, be it in rats or monkeys or whatnot, if you become top of the hierarchy you you produce more testosterone more less stress hormones and all that in your you actually become stronger physically stronger i think uh, you've read the 12 steps of jordan peterson i haven't read it yet but i think oh, he he talks about that subject right in the lobsters in touch with the lobsters yeah yeah exactly yeah and the lobsters right um and i i think you referred to serotonin at that point uh I'm not, I'm not. I'm not so sure. Like I haven't read the book, but I've seen a lot of his videos, and uh, I, I appreciate a lot of what uh, Jordan Peterson does. Um, a lot of the critics against him are unfair or unfounded. 
in my opinion. I don't think he's right about everything and all that, but I rarely, there's rarely anyone I, I think they're right or uh, about everything. So someone that can nail something properly so many times. Hmm? He's in rehab right now. Yeah, I know for Xanax. <laughs> just like just, but just put that out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, I know. Um, or Ativan or something like that. But it's a it's like a barbiturate. But anyway, so to get back to there, my, my my theory is that men are so disconnected with their more primal selves, mm-hmm. and they're and they're being dominated like that 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 feeling of being completely. Uh, that being dominated by the world all the time, by the man that's on top, like, you know, all the rich people. So right now, like the man, a lot of times is like rich people mm-hmm. or like men and men are feeling more and more powerless and without options. And they're kind of confused because like there's so many other agendas, um, you know, that would tend to be more far left saying uh, that men as you are, spontaneously and naturally is not okay but it's okay to be all these new genders it's okay to be almost like a bitch but oh, they're trying they're, they're trying to raise men that the way that women are to be raised. castrated men yeah i, I mean like society uh, society is definitely feminizing men um and and even even when I was living growing up, it, it's not. It's I didn't feel like the surrounding uh, people around me were trying to feminize me necessarily. But it like when you feel that you don't have that much power in your life mm-hmm. and all that, uh, it, it it will make you physically weaker. And that example, like that example of then getting into a fight and kicking that guy's ass properly when he really deserved it. Uh, and just like just blasting through my records, uh, like without extra training, like I mean, it was the next day thing. Like really showed to me how like the uh, the correlation is the cause and effect of uh, how you feel inside um, as a man or as a person in general. How powerful you feel inside can definitely affect your uh, physical performances. So you're saying psychological is related to physiological. Oh yeah. I I think that men are, are, are taught or almost encouraged. If not, if not encouraged they're well, I'm not saying they're necessarily encouraged to be, to be weak, like directly, but it feels like being a natural, having natural male impulses is is being more and more frowned upon and you can see that in school and all that they're cutting out like physical activities and gym and stuff like that to do stuff like yoga and um and there's nothing wrong with yoga um or but other stuff like more touchy-feely stuff than you know because generally speaking boys in general learn better by doing being active and especially in schools now, that's not how kids are taught anymore, right? They've even taken away, no, no. They've even taken away like sports days and replaced them with, uh, you know, uh, like not three days, but like 
there's no there's no sports competition anymore, right? There used to be when I was going to school, but now everything is leaning towards participation, participation medals rather than you know actually mm-hmm. structuring in a way that winners, winners and losers, right? And exactly. Exactly. I mean, competition is being more and more frowned upon. Mm-hmm. Men are being told to be more and more uh, subservient and um, weak. Mm-hmm. They're basically being told to be weak, even though it's not directly. But it's being—they're being told not to be themselves by, and not to be. Yeah, because by the, the in line with their more archaic nature. And because, like, the, the, the narrative these days is that being a man, not being a, a, a natural man, is you're a savage beast that can't control yourself, that can just, that, that's just going to rape and pillage, every, uh, like, everything around you. Right. Uh, and, that, and that's, like, that's kind of, like, the consensus, um, depending where you are that's either being that's being taught to boys and young men unconsciously or directly even right mm-hmm. so 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 it's hard it's hard to, when you have all that immense social pressure it's hard to be in touch with your your core body like uh, you're 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 literally your brain is literally cutting parts of your nervous system off to to be a good a good little boy, you know, be a good, nice guy. There's a there's a certain amount of cognitive dissonance that goes on, right? You're yes. you're told yes. one, you're told one thing, but expected to act another. And um, yeah, that, that 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 could tie in well with what we wanted to talk about, like double standards, right? Well, yeah, there there definitely are double standards, um, you know, like. Men are men are told that you know, like if you have your shit together, like you have, you know, a place like of your own, you have a car, mm-hmm. you have a good job, you have all these things. It's just like if you build it, if you build it, they will come, sort of thing, right? Um, yeah. But women have built up in their mind that you know, especially Western culture, that they're princesses. And that their prince will come and save them at a castle window, right? And then, and then they're surprised when they show up. Oh, I'm a princess, and all that all that's there for them are are the frogs, right? The yeah. The, yeah. the the guys that may 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 have money and all these things, but they don't have the full package, and they're just like, oh no, they're missing this one yeah. this one quality that I really really wanted, and I can't have it, so you know, like they're they'll they'll take the Instagram or social media and and have all these orbiters and yeah. generations past, you know, you grew up in in more tightly knit knit communities, right? Like world, like even even right after World War Two, right? So yeah. people are getting married married later, and lots of people aren't getting married at all. Um, mm-hmm. And they're wondering why divorce rates are going up. Children don't have fathers that are there. It's because over time, the most masculine men have decided, you know, they're only going to take the best because that's what's, that's what's afforded to them. 
But if you're, I don't know, if you're yeah. quote unquote average, I mean, I don't really like using the term. Um, there's just, there's so much pressure to be a certain way. And then if you don't fit the, the stereotype, you're, you're basically ignored, right? In one way or another, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so. Yeah, like for, in, for instance, like the six foot rule, right? Yeah, six foot, um, six foot tall, six, six inches in the pants. Six figure income, six pack abs. Uh, <laughs> there's two more. Uh, Rick- I didn't. I, I never heard that. I, I, I didn't. I didn't remember that. I, well, I, I I wasn't aware of all the other sixes. But you're you're absolutely right. And right? then if um, if the God forbid the woman has kids and you know like two other fathers doesn't have a job a lot of, a lot of debt. And is like a hairdresser. Yeah, yeah. God forbid you for for not wanting to to man up and and hang out with a, a woman with kids. Like, yeah, you know, no, like figure your shit out. Yeah, like I yes, yes. extenuating. Uh, that's so true. Of, like, there's a extenuating circumstance if someone's widowed or something like that. That's different. But like, yeah, on average, like what I'm seeing is is women getting pregnant on purpose and then using it as an excuse to exploit their, their, to trap the man, their baby daddy or the, yeah, to trap the man. I'm just like, Oh yeah. You know, and then you have to be very, unfortunately red pill to wear it of these things. Um, you yes, know, uh, and definitely. If, if, if I've seen, not, I've, I've lived, I've seen a girl, um, I've seen a girl literally punch holes in in condoms she was dating this guy and she wanted to have a kid the kid uh the the guy did not want want to have a kid and i saw her straight up in front of me punch holes in the condom to have a kid i've seen girls lie about being pregnant to keep the guy in in the picture um and or say they're on the pill but they stop taking the pill to get pregnant and so on and so on. I, and, and like that's in my own personal life. Uh, never mind all the stories I hear elsewhere, be it online or through other people and stuff, which is completely. There's a lot of manipulation, a lot of manipulation that goes on yeah. behind the scenes in our society that people don't even want to talk about really, you know, um, because I've well, especially like not. I, go ahead. Especially, especially not in this cultural climate, mm-hmm. um, where any anything that comes out of the these new narratives that are changing every week or every month uh, can get you legitimately penalized in in society. Be it lose your job. Uh, being ostracized, uh, just because and so on. somebody said something, right? It doesn't even have yeah. physical or video or any evidence anymore, right? It's just the he said, she said sort of scenario. It's, it's all about feelings, you know. Um, yeah, that's great. It's all about feelings. Um, yeah, you know, and I personally like don't communicate with feelings. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. and we're and we're and we're the same way. Um, I do have a feeling side to me, mm-hmm. and I do convey it, 
But however, the, the way I try to structure the information in my mind when I'm trying to understand something, um, I might, I might, it's like, I, I might first approach it with feeling, but I have to filter it through with, um, logic as much as possible with uh, rationality and logic. Right. And and that's what traditionally men are, are known for doing being rational males, right? logic and mm. using using those things and using those things to our advantage you know and it, it's i'm not saying that women aren't capable of, of being rational using logic but it's not their natural state of being in my opinion well and there's biological reasons for that i mean a, a woman has to be in tuned not only like first of all as we developed into human beings uh, we were a fairly weak animal until we had the brain capacity to um, invent a sharp, to navigate the world, and to start. Yeah, and and, and w- exactly, and within uh, within human culture, women used to be were usually the first victims. Uh, you know, if there was a war between tribes, or you know, women like. A- wandering off on their own yeah 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 like 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 women were had to be a lot more in tune with their surroundings and trust their feelings uh than than men they they had to be more in tune to danger like the women faced a lot more danger but not only that they had to be in tune with what their child needed. Like a child is just a pat is just 10 pounds 10 15 pounds of uh emotion and feeling Mm -hmm. that's all it is it has no logic or rationality or whatever women it's rationality is based on their needs and they'll express their needs through through emotional outbursts women so women had nurturers yeah nurturers they yeah they had to they had to be in tune you know, there, there, there has to be a, an, an evil, an evolutionary reason for why they're like that. And, you know, makes sense that to actually take care of be with a, with a baby 24 seven for years on end, at least like three, four years, you know, like 90, 90% of the, you know, because like, of course we lived in tribes and other people oh, could take over we, and all we, that. We, but the, we live differently is what you're saying. You live more in a village, you know, the whole idea of it takes a village to raise a child sort of deal, right? Yeah. But, but I, even up till the sixties where like, where women were, where women didn't really have, uh, couldn't really control, uh, really didn't have birth control, um, where they got married. And once they got married, they were popping out babies uh, nonstop, right? Well, it it was only obvious that the woman would stay at home. Like, what else could they do? There there had to be someone going out, just like cavemen did. There there had to be someone going out. Like, it, it, it wouldn't make no sense that, that men would stay and take care of the babies in the caveman days when they were, uh, when women were, I mean, just being pregnant on its own is like, is definitely going to limit your physical capacities. Then, 
and then having to nurture a baby, like, of course, women couldn't go out hunting, you know, it had to be, it had to be the men, right? Like, 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 let's just pretend that women were all equal strength wise and all that, which we know it's not the case, but even if it was the case, it still made more sense for the men to go out and do that type of work than the women Do you know? and the women stay and take care of the children. Right. And up till the sixties, that's what, it, that's what it was. Right. Yeah. And, and it's, well, 1960s is technically going on 70 years ago or 60. Yeah. Right. 1929. Yeah. About 60 years ago. So we're looking, we're looking yeah. at a, we're looking at almost two thirds of a century now. And, mm-hmm. and, and things. Exactly. Think, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, that's progress, right? I'm not saying that, living the 1960s was more idyllic or better. You know, I wasn't even, I wasn't even alive yet. Um, but yeah, me neither. Yeah. Well, I, exactly. But also there's a lot of things in our society and our environment that exist now that didn't. The internet is one of them or like a viable internet computers. Yeah. Um, access to information now is freely available. Um, there is, there is no, like, there's no place on earth, like, if you don't have a broadband connection, you can't, even if you're using a sat phone, you can't get a hold of somebody. Um, mm-hmm. So we entered after post-World War II into a completely different dynamic. So because the men were away at war, women had to fill their sh- shoes, right? Because so many, yeah. right? And some came back, some didn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then also, yeah. also, uh, <clears throat> you know, because you know, after night, after they like abolished the gold standard, women started not at like women in the, in the late late sixties, early seventies started entering the workplace. Yeah, Nixon. Nixon is the one that abolished that uh, gold standard. You're talking about literally um, mm-hmm. when they started inflating the money. That's there? right. Is that what you're talking That's about? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. You know, and after yeah. 1974, you know, both parents now have to work. Right. It's, it's yeah. Just, it's just the reality of of the economic situation that we live in, in at least in. I mean, it was still manageable at that time that a woman could stay at home. Uh, when I grew up, I I, I was born in eighty one. Um, like, I, I would say maybe thirty to forty percent of my friends' moms and all that would work, and the rest would be stay at home moms. Where I grew up, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but. It, it, it was getting more and more like you could tell you, you could tell that when both parents worked, it seemed a lot easier uh, budget wise uh, for for the kids. I had like two parents working than uh, the even like in the same neighborhood with, with the houses being relatively the same price. You could see like um, it seemed a lot easier for certain kids. And I noticed it was most of the time when uh, the two parents worked to have like brand new uh, like the 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 latest style, whatever clothing that cost the most and all that, mm-hmm. compared to uh, to a one income family, right? It was still possible to do it, but in in this day and age, 
Yeah, it's uh, it's getting harder and harder, man. Well, especially with these shit degrees that are being churned out uh, every every year, with uh, the the cost of schooling being more and more, and the quality of the actual education and the value of your actual your actual diploma being worth less and less. It's like an inflation of the education system. Agreed. And we don't even live in the United States, and it's it's still bad in Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot less. It's a lot less present as in uh, the U.S., but it, the, uh, Canadian Canada seems to catch up with the good, but also with the bad and the ugly of uh, what happens in the U.S. So, wow. Let's not pretend that there's no uh, danger. We 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 also know people mutually and on each our own ends where uh, people get, you know, kind of uh, hosed, if you will, by the educational system. Well, and maybe this is a nice segue into our like Canadian politics federal election, but like out of mm-hmm. out of the. There's the two front runners, obviously, are the Liberal Party of Canada and the Conservative Party of Canada. They're yeah. basically neck and neck right now. But the Green Party is actually yeah. building some momentum under uh, Elizabeth May. Um, so they may be in the the running to be the the, the kingmaker because they're going to hold, if in a minority parliament, the way it works in Canada, uh, if you don't have full majorities, they don't have the majority of the seats. You have to form basically a coalition, so they they they're willing to form a yeah. coalition with either liberals or conservatives if they are going to align with uh, their climate change uh, agenda. Yeah, yeah. Which is really- I don't think the conservative. <laughs> yeah, I don't think the conservatives would be uh, down with that. Well, no. I don't know how bad they are compared because, like, I, I know uh, in the U.S., uh, there's like they're straight up like climate change deniers. Well, yeah, Republicans, Republicans and Donald Trump basically say yeah, climate change, global warming is a myth. You know, keep burning coal, uh, fossil fuels until we basically run out of them. Um, but you can't deny that you know living on the coast or in certain hotter regions like regional areas, mm-hmm. you know, and like when I was out in the States, there was a lot of, I was watching the, the, the weather network almost every day, like hurricane Dorian just passed by me and then basically destroyed Nova Scotia. And then there was a couple yeah. more hurricanes coming by. There's a tropical depression that basically uh, drenched uh, Southern Texas, Galveston for better part of four days. You know, these are, mm-hmm. You know, we only live in a, in like a finite space of time on a global geological time scale. So it's really hard for us as human beings to grasp yeah. the cycles of, of the weather, obviously. Yeah. And but what made me actually start doubting because I, I used to be full fledged uh, believer in climate change, mm-hmm. if you will. And I mean, the science is pretty clear that we are creating an impact on the earth. But. I, I, I'm I'm hearing more things about what's being said in that environment uh, that are that's being debunked. Like for instance, like oh, it, it, it's almost like every 
every year we're being told, oh, in the next 20 years, we're going to be running out of oil. And that, that's that been said, like, since, I think, the 30s or 40s. Mm-hmm. And, and some say it's because, yeah, some say it's because they want to jack up the prices that actually comes from the oil conglomerates. Uh, but some people will also say that it's, you know, these environmental parties uh, trying to push their own agendas. I think it's a, probably a combination of both. Mm-hmm. But but supposedly just in Alberta here in Canada, um, with the oil sands, just there, there would be enough oil to supply all of North America. Or is it the world or just North America? I, mean, I, can't, I, I can't know. I don't remember the exact number, but there's there's a buttload. Enough for 125 years for at least uh, that I know for at least Canada and the U.S. There's enough oil just there in Alberta that we know of um, enough to um, supply uh, U.S. and Canada with uh, the energy they need for 125 years. I mean, yeah, that is that true. Absolutely true. I don't know, but. That's the thing with the day and age we live in. We can't be sure about any of these studies. Now, there's so much contradicting information. But there's more and more of it coming on both ends. And um, the thing is, uh, the the initial point I I was trying to get get back to is that there's been huge cataclysmical – I I won't even try to repeat that word. Cataclysmical Um, changes. events. Cataclysmical, yeah, uh, all across history. Earth's history. I mean, 10,000 years ago, there was woolly mammoths, and within like something less than like 20 years, they were completely wiped out yeah. um, off the planet. The last ice age was just about 10,000 years ago. Exactly. It was like a flash freeze or whatever. Like, like, or like everything like just like froze almost like overnight and then got really hot and like insane climate change. But even, even within that period, there, there's been supposedly some quite intense uh, climactic uh, situations. I'm actually like the, the climate change is not even, I think the worst of it, it's actually the poisoning, uh, the poisoning of our water supply and our air supply with the chemicals. I think we're making more and more moves to, to take care of that, to take care of that situation. But everyone's talking about climate change all the time. Like, okay. I, I think the earth in the end can actually handle, um, climate change. Uh, I think it's actually, I think it's actually the, the point it's like, can we handle the poison we're putting, we're putting out everywhere, well, you know? Yeah. When you start you know, trying to break down these, these products that we've created, you know, they're, they're, they're finding out yeah. and realizing, you know, oh, wait, that actually, you know, causes the cancer. Oh, great. Maybe yeah. we shouldn't have dumped it in the, into, a, into yeah. a vat and then let it run into the water and ecosystem. That probably wasn't a great thing. Yeah, 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 definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Like, uh, we got, like, the stuff in Canada. It's probably all over the world, but, like, blue algae where, uh, you know, these different toxics like I, I think phosphorus or something that we dump in the uh, the rivers and such create like this blue algae that just like snuffs out all the all the 
native ecosystems and stuff. I was actually dating a biologist a long time ago that she was actually hired to make sure that uh, whatever projects were being taken weren't going to start poisoning the the nearby environment. And she had to put a lot of pressure on the higher-ups to to be like, no, no, this is not working. She got a lot of pressure to say, I don't worry about it. I will check your, your findings and stuff like that. So... Yeah, it's not like it's not like one one team is absolutely right. And the the more I grow up, the the more the more older I get is like you can't trust any any one side absolutely on 100 percent on anything. No, you have to start disseminating information and, and trying to come to a more accurate conclusion by looking all, looking at all the different sources now. You know, I used to swear by CBC radio and I can't do it anymore because there's such a, a liberal <laughs> a liberal feminized agenda there just because you're such a hoser, you're right? Such a hoser, eh? <laughs> uh, that sounded so Canadian. So Canadian. <laughs> I'd wear my poop, drive my moves down to the 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 store to get some cigarettes and booze, eh? Uh, we haven't really done it. Eh? <laughs> uh, it's actually really like when I was living, like not living. I man, I feel like I was in the states a long time. Being down there, I I, I, yeah. I keep joking that it was felt like eight months, but there's such a different sense of identity there. You know, uh, Amer- okay. Americans. You know, they're very proud of their their revolutionary history, right? Like we, you know, we, yeah. we basically threw off our British oppressors and we started our own our own country with our own constitution. Um, I, I don't really get that sense as much in Canada, right? We, we're kind of something that was allowed to continue by a monarchy far away. We had our own, you know, our own, yeah, can we be our own thing now? Okay, sure. You know, like we just yeah, somebody, yeah. I, I know what you mean. Like, I, I, I'm proud. I, I guess I'm proud to be a Canadian, but I don't like. I, I guess I like from a young age. I, I think like at the end of my teens or early twenties, I'm like, you know what? I mean, there's so much U.S. influence. I'm I, I'm I'm so influenced by everything in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I, I might as well just consider myself a North American. Well, that was you know I'm a North American. North Ameri- we are North Americans. That's the continent that we live on. Yeah. I mean, in terms of a border, it's more of a it's more of a line on a map than it is anything, right? Um, mm-hmm. Much you know trade that goes back and forth every day. There's many corporations own you know stakes in Canadian companies. You know, yeah, exactly. Um, it's we live in a, a North American society and also a globalized society now, more than we, yeah, more exactly. than we ever did. You know, six almost sixty years ago, just because of the, yeah. the access to the internet, information is is made a global interconnected, you know, world, which is actually exactly. yeah, and. And I think the, the the cultural identity lines, a lot of the time, are getting blurred now. You know, because we have such an 
influx mm-hmm. of people from other places immigrating to Canada and the United States, you know, and they, they bring, bring their culture with them. There's a good end to that. Um, and that's, you know, we're, we're in Canada, we're considered what they call cultural mosaic, whereas the States is kind of more of a melting pot. Um, mm-hmm. So in, in Canada, like, uh, like, like, what would you say the difference? Uh, I'm actually, I was going to say like, we're, we're two multicultural countries, but what would you consider the difference between a cultural mosaic and a melting pot? The melting pot is like mixing everything together and you get mm-hmm. kind of a, a blend, a blend of everything. A mosaic is like looking at a patchwork quilt where we have a Muslim over here, a Hindu over here, uh, you know, a, a Native American here. You know, everyone is doing their own little thing, but in a separate patch. Whereas in America, it's just like you throw everything together and watch, kind of watch it, the chaos of it. I mean, Canada is chaotic too, but we have, you know, for example, in Quebec right now, there's this whole, I mean, it's, it's still an issue. It's not going to be a big issue, but again, Quebec has their own, their own, own cultural identity within Canada, right? Um, so a nation with a nation or whatever you want to call it, but they still use the same money. They have access to the same sort of healthcare, but also they have their own own retirement, uh, plan that they pay into it's different from canadian pension plan network. but within that they have a very french identity you know and in france yeah they're not very tolerant of other cultures coming in and and trying to change french identity so in quebec you have to go to french school well, you're an immigrant, uh, right yeah well because you said france right but like, what, I'm, what I'm saying, is, okay, what, okay. I, what I'm saying is, a lot of that cultural uh, identity comes from France, even though they're in Quebec. So, for example, they have Muslims in Quebec, and you know they wear the niqab or or whatever some facial head covering because that's their Muslim religious, you know. But they're not allowed to wear uh-huh. it at work, which I'm on board with. I mean, you're in Canada, yeah. and and everyone, everyone, you know, we have a certain, I, you know, we have religious freedom in Canada, but I, it's not like you're coming right out of Saudi Arabia or an Eastern or <clears throat> Muslim country. Um, yeah, the point is like we're 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 a secular society, so we're not going to make special um, special accommodations for your religious practices when ourselves we don't allow ourselves well if we, if we, if we believe that all women are equal under canadian law and under international law i don't think it's right for them to to, to have to or want to wear a facial covering and then to, mm-hmm. to and in and then protest of that people walk around with a facial covering as a woman saying well this is progressive you know this is this is an I know <laughs> expression of my freedom and identity in Saudi Arabia. Did you hear? Wait, wait. I I just want to open a parenthesis here. Uh, did you hear about the? This happened a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago or last week. Uh, there was this message being written everywhere, posted everywhere uh, in a in a small town. I think it was in Vermont or something. Okay. Um, but 
it was a it was a 4chan thing but <laughs> it said muslims are right about women and that's all that's all it said right it wasn't it, so in itself it was pretty innocent right mm-hmm. but it, it triggered <laughs> it triggered a lot of people because i'm going to get a shirt made up you know there's like i'm going to get a- <laughs> There's like there's like this weird alliance between Muslims and feminists and feminists. Yeah. Which is kinda of, kinda of surprising. Mm-hmm. And by having that by having that poster spread out everywhere, it when the news reporters were interviewing them, it's like they didn't dare say like, like they sounded confused, almost like confused I am, but you get the gist of it. It's like, well, if you're a feminist and you know, you're pro woman and all that. And you, but at the same time, you're saying you're, uh, you're an ally of the Muslims and, uh, Islamic culture. But at the same time, you know deep down inside that they're not as tolerant and progressive as you you claim all the time. Mm-hmm. You are it kind of there, there's kind of like this cognitive dissonance that's uh, manifesting itself, and it made a lot of people uncomfortable. Supposedly, I mean, it was on the news for Christ's sake on TV, uh, just for for a little poster, it, like on black and white paper, saying Muslims are right about women, yeah. right? I mean, it, it could be read into a million ways, but even if it's a prank and for whatever reasons why that was posted there, I mean, it confused a lot of people and made a lot of people uncomfortable and all that. And I think, and I think that's hilarious. I think that's like that's like a a a cool trolling. Uh, that, that was a that was like one a, a really good way to troll. I I find it, it kind of puts your your ideological. Uh, positions into perspective it forces you to put them in perspective because mm. which one is it like is like are muslims really progressive uh when they say that um you know women like a, a woman is worth only a third of a man's testimony in sharia law is it you know it, that she she can be thrown in jail if she's not chaperoned, mm-hmm. uh, and so on and so on. I mean, is that progressive? Of course not. But how can you say then it is progressive? And why do you get upset then when you say it? I mean, if that's truly what you believe, then why would it make you feel upset, right? So, anyways, I, I thought it was uh, it was pretty interesting to see that little. Uh, shinding on uh, on the news there there is definitely a lot to be said for you know knowing 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 where you stand on on certain things right um and yeah reading between reading between the lines and because mm-hmm. there is again so much misinformation and then like white knighting example going on um yeah yeah which we talked about in the past, but uh, I wanted to talk about a, a definition that I found on the internet again today. Um, yeah, change the it's subject. Called, okay. uh, it's called being zeroed out, um, yeah. and and basically the gist of it is is 
you know, coming back around is that you, as a man or a person, you get to a certain part point in your life, you have a certain level of success, you know, house, car, uh, whatever your, your benchmark is. And then mm-hmm. through your own bad decisions or, you know, your relationships, what have you, uh, you basically get knocked back down to zero. And that's, you know, the definition of, of getting zeroed out. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know about it until you uh, told me about it earlier. Yeah, and I just, I just, I kind of resonated with me because I've, I've definitely been through periods of, you know, getting to a certain point and then all of a sudden, oh, shit happened and I'm, I'm zeroed out. Yeah. Uh, I've seen it in popular culture with certain celebrities, Robert Downey Jr., Britney Spears, um, you know, they, Lindsay, Lindsay Lohan. Lohan. Um, yeah. And uh, it's just, I don't know, it's just kind of. And I mean, uh, uh, there's definitely worse cases than that for sure. I mean, uh, I think Mike Tyson would be <laughs> a real example of that. The, yeah. When it comes, yeah, like the the greatest, like in in celebrities would be the most profound um, zeroed out situation. Uh, I mean, he went to jail for four years, right? And then came back and was in the hangover. And yeah, 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 it took a while. I mean, when he came back, like when he fought Lennox, Lennox Lewis, no, uh, Evander Holyfield, he bit his ear. He wasn't the same guy. Like he didn't have the eye of the tiger anymore. He was more like a rabid dog at that point. And I mean, he was, he was one of the most respected athletes of the time in the eighties, early nineties. Um, I mean, like, he, he was getting sponsored left, right, and center. So it's not only the money and even his freedom. I mean, it's just the respect and admiration everyone had for him. And then from that to being viewed as a ba- uh, basically a piece of shit animal, you know? Yeah, like, he got zeroed out severely. And, and the thing is, is, like, this guy basically was in a... Like had a trash childhood, just like treated as an animal, like from orphanage, maybe not orphanages, but group homes and institutions and stuff like that. And then some guy started training him to be a fucking killer. And that's all he was taught to do. And then this guy dies. Joe Rogan talks about it extensively on, uh, uh, on his podcast, uh, on quite a few, on quite a few occasions, and but he he's right, and that actually tie that actually that goes well with what uh, I saw the Joker recently. I'm not going to say any spoilers, uh, just you haven't seen it, and I'm sure there's people in our yeah. audience that hasn't seen it. But that kind that's kind of the moral of the story is how we all contribute to creating the monsters yeah. around us. And yeah. the darkness in our society, it's almost like we have the, it's like we all have our own shit and we can't wait to just pass it off and blame it on someone else. And there's victims in that because you, you've got the less fortunate, um, 
and I'm not only talking about money here, but uh, less fortunate from the, the parents' environment they've had, uh, the society they live in, and all that, that get the brunt of it, and then the, these people crack, and yeah, we wonder what happened. We've been happened. a few of those in the news lately, too. You know? Oh, yeah. It's, 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 it's a growing problem. So... Well, uh, Mindhunter, uh, me, uh, me, and my girlfriend, we've been watching that's Mindhunter. Uh, well, we watched it all. So they pro. That's about like the FBI. It's basically it's when they profile serial ahead. killers, right? The first time they started doing it. Exactly, exactly, exactly. It's basically the story of how they develop behavioral sciences to profile uh, serial killers and all that, and. And I mean, there's definitely common themes of how they were brought up and like how, how, how they, like how they were as people. I mean, and this is where I hate like all these people. Yeah, I, I think it's coming a lot more from the far left when it comes mm-hmm. to the Joker movie, but these, I mean, this is like, oh, video games made the serial killers all over again, or Marilyn Manson made them do it, or and so on and so on. It's, it, it, it's society and bad parents that are creating, or, you know, worst case scenario, bad genetics. But, I mean, if you have, like, good uh, mental health care and uh, accessible, effective mental health care, uh, accessible for people that, you know, that didn't win the genetic lottery or whatever. Uh, I'm sure we'd be able to uh, eliminate quite a few of these uh, mass shooters or serial killers or whatnot. But to blame a movie that might inspire someone to, to, do, the, to, to do horrific acts like that is kind of ridiculous. It, it's crazy it, because for you to implement that in any cases, it, it's to encroach on the, mm. the freedom of everyone else, y- you know, I, like even, like, even if it was true, like, uh, and for, for having More seen art, the movie right? and I view it as a piece of it's art, what, right? say what? It's like art. You know, it's, it's, a, it's an act of creation and you can interpret it and take it how you like to, you know, but it, it's not. Well, exactly. Yeah, I mean, art, art is, is all about representing the good, the bad and the ugly in existence. It's not about catering everyone's yeah. feelings. Right. Um, and art, I guess you could say art can be dangerous and that's, that's okay. The, the thing is, is, Art is supposed to represent a profound truth in in humanity that's within us or around us that you can't express by normal okay. means normally, you know. And some, but the like, even if some some guy did something horrific with because he really got inspired by the movie. First of all, obviously this person. This would only be a, a straw that broke the camel's back, or the last drop before in in, the, in a cup before spilling. It, it's not like some normal person, or even some highly damaged person, um, 
is going to watch the movie and say, you know what? Okay, I'm going to do this now because I saw this movie. And all this other crap, all these other violent video games and all this other pornography, all this other rap music uh, or rock music or death metal or this or that never inspired me. But this movie did it. Yeah, yeah it's this movie. Obviously, obviously, you know, if, 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 if we live in a world where one piece of art or entertainment can drive a human being, uh, can drive multiple human beings to doing crazy shit like that, then, I mean, there's a problem with all of us here. You know, I mean, we're not that fragile. Even the people that have been through crazy amounts of suffering and pain and all that, um, I've seen many, many resilient people that turn out to be great, great people, even though they've had atrocious, atrocious, well, atrocious lives. And what your character is going to be, you know, if you don't go through some hard times in your life, you know, you're, if you, you think it's going to be mm-hmm. you know, sunshine and roses all the time. You know, and then you experience your hardship. I think the hardship actually really shows, you know, your true character and who who you're going to be. You know, so, and I I don't I don't know. Mm-hmm. And like like in anything, like in any like life is in a mm-hmm. lot of ways is a competition. Uh, you know, or in in its continuous challenges. It doesn't matter. Uh, some people like in any sport or in any, uh, in any endeavor, there's always going to be winners and losers and you can pretend that that's not the case. So there, there's some people, even if you give them exactly the same type of challenges for whatever reason, um, you know, one is going to deal with it better than the other one. Just like if you give someone the same training, um, for, for say running, running a race, you give a group of people the same training, the same diet, the same, this and that there's going to be winners and losers in that. Unfortunately, nature, uh, is like that. And, you know, it's not one piece of art or one piece of, um, I mean, there's so much on the internet already. And even besides the internet, like be it books or video games and, and so on to inspire someone that's mentally uh, that's mentally fragile to, to commit horrific acts that it's not going to be one more movie. That's actually pretty tame, but I, I can see someone relate to this character at a profound level and, and like do something, you know, I, 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 it might be, but again, it might be that last drop, but the movie itself is talking about how society can create a monster, you know, like what, what the hell can you do? Like, well, instead of looking of, oh, let's try to take away, away people's freedom to, to create and uh, consume what they want. Let's just ban the symptom. It's like treating AIDS when the person is like when it's like treating someone with AIDS by right. giving you're them already, a cough drop type of thing. A stage, you know, and yeah, you have yeah, 
I'm with, I'm with you. I'm following your metaphor. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, how, how the, like how the far you think by banning movies or entertainment, like, like the Joker or violent video games or anything of that nature is going to prevent uh, people from going mm-hmm. crazy or whatever. <laughs> are, you, are you out your mind? First of all, what's driving people crazy is not, not being able to be themselves and being able there to connect is, with other people. One, yeah. That's no, just one thing. A, a, a lack of, of is for as connected that we are, like technologically, we're also disconnected psychologically. Yeah, like any yeah. yeah alienated mm-hmm. with ourselves, within ourselves. Um, I think I've improved uh, greatly on that, but it, it took a lot of like work and effort, and you know my my own studying and all that to actually realize how disconnected with certain aspects of myself. Uh, I've been, you know, uh, be it meditation, psychedelics, reading a whole bunch, a host of stuff on psychology it's, and it's, uh, even spirituality yeah, the process, and the process philosophy, of becoming self-aware is a continual process. You know? Yeah, especially if you've been damaged, pain, trauma of whatever, or stress. Whatever is is going to be your your natural response to that if you if it's overwhelming is to push mm-hmm. it as far back as possible. You know, and lots of people don't even don't even don't you even know, within, ever within get to something to even start doing the work to become self aware. Uh, you know, self self aware. Mm-hmm. Well, pe- people prefer being blissfully mm-hmm. unaware. And, and that's the thing I think like you could actually, you know, get from people that, oh, we should ban this is that they're, they're Mm -hmm. unaware of the, their own shit, man. They're unaware of the own shit of on their knees. They're, they're, they're so obsessed. They're, they're so lacking in, in inner strength and they they've never faced their own shadows that they, they, they create this image of themselves as holier than now, um, morally superior than everyone else. And they, they project all their own yeah. shadow bullshit. That's Rather than dealing with it, they start projecting it onto others. Yeah. Right. Subconscious. Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, who knows? Maybe that, that's the thing. Like people, maybe if they don't necessarily fear it in themselves, they fear that all the people around them, you know, who knows what their psychological issues are pushing them to do that. But like, you know, someone that had a bad childhood, you know, had a, an abusive father or whatever, they might grow up and say, Oh, almost everyone is like that because the person that was supposed to love me the most and take care of me uh, did that to me. So now they see evil in everyone. The opposite right? of extreme, right? So, yeah. yeah well, it's uh, 
it's a complex issue, and I, I guess what pisses me off the most is that we're gonna we're gonna blame a movie right. or a video yeah, game right. or anything else, form of media or entertainment right. on on severe mental health because that's issues. more of the root cause of it rather than you know, it's a deflection from the root cause rather than looking, you know. Yeah. And from what from what I see more and more and what I've experienced in my own life and what I've seen in other people's self-development stories is repression is the is uh, repression of any kind is and repression of awareness, repression of actually being true to what's going on in your internal self, be it feelings or emotions or sensations or whatever. Are, are usually the ones that are are gonna yep. are the most screwed up inside. You know, like a good example is are these priests or politicians that are firmly against uh, that are the, that, that go on crusades against homosexuals, and, and then you find out that they're, they're fucking they get caught. I can't remember their names or whatever. They get caught with pro. Yeah, exactly. They get they get caught with fucking male prostitutes and with crystal meth and shit like that. And they're the ones like that are pushing like the holier than thou uh, Christian religious system onto people the most the most fervently, right? So repression, you know, repre- repressing in yourself and projecting onto others uh, evil. Whatever you might consider evil, I mean, I, I use a pretty cut and clear example there, but it applies to all kinds of things. It is, I think, is the worst thing. It's alienating, and again, I, I think one of the biggest afflictions of humanity today is this alienation, this powerlessness that the common person feels in this society, in this world we live in. So, yeah, I think I'll end my rant here. I don't even remember what was the yeah. initial conversation uh, we were talking about. Do you want to uh, rant? Yeah, do you want to sign off here with uh, what you think the what you think the your 2020 uh, and beyond prediction for either the presidential election or the Canadian federal election? Well, let's do yeah, let, let, yeah, well, let's do a global uh, like, what are some key things? Yeah, global, uh, be it election, politics, technology, uh, yeah, economics. Shape up the uh, yeah. interesting year, I think, globally. And we're, uh, we're, we're coming from an, yeah. like an odd year to, to an even year. Uh, I tend to be better at, in even years, on average. don't know why. Odd years have always been off for me. Okay. Uh, this year has been a lot of reflecting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm ready now to like, you know, start working on some things myself um, to get ready for the the next. I don't know. They're 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 predicting there's going to be a, a recession. So I, I don't know your thoughts on that. I uh, yeah I truly uh, I mean I'm actually actually made there's all there's already like some rumblings already like pretty serious I actually made a good amount of money uh, last week um, 
because the the, because the, they don't the market know is the starting to break down. Is going to be in the United States, and uh, Trump might get impeached. The trade war, yeah. The and trade war, yeah. Trump might get impeached. Uh, the China U.S. trade war. Uh, we don't know who and, and like in uh, in trading. Uh, I can definitely like the stock market doesn't like they definitely prefer well, a Republican over Democrats, yeah. right? Just because they, they 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 tend to make it difficult for these big corporations more difficult than the Republicans. Anyways, Republicans seem to lax off a lot of stuff that that make it more easy for uh, big corporations and all that to make profits. So in turn mm-hmm. makes the stock goes up. Right. So there was just uh, there, there was actually a um, recently a few weeks ago, uh, Bernie Sanders just started talking about um, yeah. he's still a Senator. Right. So just started talking about uh, making major cuts um or not, uh, not cuts, but making healthcare and uh, pharmaceuticals and all that, insurance and all that, free and government sponsored. And you should have seen the stocks; like uh, everything medical related, plummeted. Um, and right now, so so we kind of live in a world now where the economy, uh, the, at least the stock market, but even currency and all that is is extremely can. Can become extremely yep. sensitive to news. Cycle never stops. Um, yeah, uh, positive and uh, positive and negative. And I and I actually think this is like the longest bull run the global markets have had in, in, in I think in, in the history. There's usually between six and eight years. Mm-hmm. There's always been like a recession. Uh, the guy that actually predicted um, the 2008 housing crisis uh he actually believes we're in we're in another severe bubble right now with uh in yeah in uh with uh indexes right now um that a lot yeah that just like how the cdos and all that were um like became a huge bubble that imploded uh, indexes. Uh, there's a lot of. We're not talking about like the S and P 500 and all that. We're talking about like all these new indexes popping up everywhere. So, you know, you bag a whole bunch of companies together, and hey, look, we got this great index in this new sector, avant-garde sector. People are pouring their money into it, and uh, it's non-sustainable. And uh, I think well, the uh, same I think like right. Junk bonds, right? <clears throat> so a bunch of junk bonds. It's like the whole same idea as junk bond. It's what? Bundle a whole bunch of junk bonds together and then eventually you see yeah, exactly. crash you know, underneath, underneath the dog, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I, I, uh, Canadian-wise, I don't know who's going to win the federal election. I'm predicting probably a liberal minority, likely. Um, with yeah, some me too. Or, yeah. well, or yeah, conservative if, if minority. And then the the green will be the the kingmaker, I think, because the NDP just don't have a leg to stand on. The New Democratic Party, there's just there's no leadership there at all. So. Yeah, I mean, 
Jack Layton actually put them on the map. Like uh, they they outpaced the they Liberals, did. right? And then in two thousand eleven, died. <laughs> yeah, poor guy. You ever read, you ever read his <laughs> last his last letter? It's yeah. worth a read. Actually, Jack Layton last. Okay, he has no, I very haven't. Hopeful I haven't, but I will. Things to pass on before he died. So. And it, and I, I think honestly, it's one of the the, the last few yeah. leaders federally I even even remotely resonate with anymore. Um, I I personally don't think I'm going to vote this yeah. year. It's it really where I'm. Yeah, I'm not. Like, uh, I'm not where I'm from. Like I know the incumbent conservative is going to win. So there's really there's really no point. Uh, it's just yeah. not throwing a vote away, but I know up here I'm not going to get you know the representation that I was promised, the proportional representation the Liberals promised the last, last election cycle didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were right on that. So there's really just mm-hmm. you know in terms of where I sit as a more moderate person, there's really no no representation for me here. Yeah. Well, there's no one I truly believe in and I'm not that invested and I'm so focused on my own stuff. I always believe that, you know, Internally. you should be more yeah. how, 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 yeah, how you can build your life and, you know, not don't rely on politics no, to, to build your life. But I mean, it, mm-hmm. it's important to be aware. It's important to be aware of certain things, and sometimes it's good to push a change. But uh, what I'm seeing is kind of like same old, same old. And I, I think a minority government is yeah. going to be good. Um, I, I don't care who the like. Uh, like actually, that's kind of what I want to see: a minority government. I think I'd prefer to have the conservatives. It's the first time I've ever said that that I prefer conservatives. I. I Apolitical as I am, I never wanted really conservatives to be uh, uh, to be uh, at the head of anything um, and have absolute power. Just because a lot of their ideology uh, doesn't really jive with mine. But Trudeau, Trudeau's government, I think he's done some good things, but his fuck ups are there there are a lot of fuck ups and i think he's incompetent in, in a lot of areas and he and he favored optics over um you know leftist leftist progressive uh, progressive optics over so. competency yeah. and merit yeah and, you know, like making sure that there's an equal amount of men and women and uh, different uh, nationalities and all that in his cabinet over. I don't I don't care if all his cabinet was all women as long as they were the best suited for the job. You know, we're all we're all Native Americans or all black people or uh, Indians or it, it, it really doesn't matter as long as they are the best people for the job and can do a good job to make our country and, the best yeah. it can be. Right. And for, for a guy so focused on optics, <laughs> he gets caught dressed as Aladdin and uh, some Jamaican dude. Saying, Ayo. 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 Yeah. And so yeah, on. He's a little hypocrite. Yeah. 
Yeah, and so on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Personally, I don't. I don't think. I don't think that. I don't think the guy is fundamentally racist or anything like that. I just think the guy um, you know, like, <laughs> likes dressing up. <laughs> I mean, he's he's been doing yeah, it. He has. He's been doing it forever. Like as as a prime minister, he goes and dresses up like in whatever culture he's in and all that. I just he just likes to dress up. He's like he he lives in the eternal Halloween costume party. Man, you just described the House of Commons, <laughs> the eternal Halloween party. Everyone's ever wearing a costume every goddamn day. There. Yeah. Uh, all right. On that note, John, you want to sign off? Yeah, I guess we can yeah, sign off. Um, do you have Do you have any uh, any announcements? We're still have an Instagram account, uh, Doomer at Doomer Boomers uh, podcast. Um, you can be reached there or at uh, the Maple Trues at gmail But I'm probably going to change our email soon here. Um. This shall be posted hopefully by tomorrow uh, onto most of the podcasting platforms and a little later on a little later on YouTube. Perfect. And on YouTube. It'll slow it up on YouTube because I gotta okay. edit it. But uh, I use I don't wanna plug cool. Buzzsprout, okay. but that's who we use. <laughs> and uh, anything we talk about I will yeah. put links in the description of the of the podcast or in the YouTube uh, description as well. And again, feel free to feel feel to reach out to us, whether you're an American listener, Canadian listener, North American listener, European, we, any color denomination, religion under the sun, feminist, non-feminist, trans feminist, whatever you are. Yeah. And, and also, I'd like to add that uh, if you guys ever want to voice your own opinion on here, you guys want to come talk with us online. If you, it doesn't matter if you agree or disagree uh, on any particular subjects, uh, send us an email or a message, and yeah. uh, maybe we can make this happen. We're open is what I'm getting at. Even though we're rational monsters. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll- yeah. All right. Okay. Well, and Bill, I this think- is uh, John Wynn. Peace. Signing off. Peace.